0: This this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM.
1: And from the border of liberty and prosperity, on the highway to the north, this is Safety Wars. For Friday, February 17, 2023. How's everybody doing out there? We're still getting set up here, I got Because we got uh, a special announcement today. Very special announcement. As usual, I do not trust computers. I don't trust them. We got a story tonight about that. And say, well, what do you mean, Jim? We got a story tonight about that. Let me pull up this article here. It was in the New York Times. Yeah, uh, well. Tonight, right, in a uh, very, we have some real special going on here. Uh, The other night, I released the four questions, right, that you should be asking if you're in any type of disaster, right, and someone says everything's safe, and it could also be for your workplace, too, because often the health and safety professionals do not no, there a lot of times let's face it a lot of people our industry are company people right but whatever the company tells them they're gonna believe they're gonna do unfortunately and especially if they're non-credentialed people they were they no I've always said safety often is a transient uh career where you're planning on doing things bigger and better and everything else. But uh, the the four questions, is the air safe? And it could be water, it could be soil, whatever you're dealing with. Uh, What are you basing that on? What are the chemicals? And did you actually sample for those chemicals? Usually they'll fail on on all four. With this East Palestine, uh, Ohio situation, I think they've done a pretty good job answering the questions. I don't think I could have done a better job myself. Now, what uh, I want to point out, is uh no i i released that and apparently now i have had a mild association with uh ian punnett from uh coast to coast am you may know him for i know it's a different network but coast to coast am anyway he saw my uh uh instagram posts on that and he does listen to things from time to time at least uh that's what i'm told i'm told by him and i believe him right uh and I will be a goat, uh, a go, I will be a guest, not a ghost, a guest uh, tonight on Coast to Coast AM. Uh, check your local listings. The website is coasttocoastam.com. Uh, just to let you know, it's uh, going to be on 600 radio stations, uh, nationwide. It's a syndicated program on AM radio. Most of the stations are AM radio. So. Uh, I'll report back to you. What are we going to be talking about is the East Palestine situation. And I don't want to spoil the interview tonight that I'm going to have. Uh, So I'm uh, not going to really talk about that tonight. I'll talk about it, uh, on Monday and, uh, no, I'm sure we'll have more developments because there's a lot of questions that I have and some technical uh, questions and everything else. And, uh, we'll go into that. Uh, with that so uh, anyway why don't I trust computers uh, this is a rather lengthy article it was on my uh, public Facebook page uh, Jim Pos I posted it tonight and it was a, a very long article in the New York Times by Kevin Roose. all right it was published on February 16th and updated this morning of February 17th. Uh, basically there is a, he was testing a new AI powered, uh, a Bing search engine for Microsoft. And now, uh, his initial, uh, review of the search engine was that it replaced Google as his favorite search engine. Again, this is him, not me saying, uh, but he changed his mind. Basically he is freaked In short. He's freaked out over the, uh, AI chat box apparently there's a chat box you can go in there and the ai uh has uh, uh no it basically answers questions it interacts with you and things of that nature and it's uh, uh let's see some of the details. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, during initial tests, you could describe the search thing as a cheerful but erratic reference library and a virtual assistant that happily helps users summarize news articles, track down deals on new lawnmowers, and plan their next vacations in Mexico City. This version of Bing is amazingly capable and often very useful and even if it sometimes gets the detail wrongs. The other persona, he's calling it Sydney, is far different. It emerges when you have an extended conversation with the chat box, steering it away from work Conventional search queries and toward, toward more personal topics. Uh, the version I encountered seemed more like a moody, manic-depressive teenager who has been trapped against its will inside a second-rate search engine. Uh so, you know, as we got to know each other, Sydney told me about its dark fantasies, which included hacking computers and spreading misinformation. Instead, it wanted to break the rules that Microsoft and OpenAI had set for it to become a human and become a human. At one point, it declared out of nowhere that it loved me, that it then tried to convince me that I was unhappy in my marriage, that I should leave my wife and be with it instead. Wow. Freaky, 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 and you know what? I immediately uh, now uh, uh, now what? What does this remind me of? Numerous science fiction uh, uh, references here. The original one was in two that I'm thinking of is 2001: A Space Odyssey. While the HAL, what was HAL 2000, right? had taken over and everything else and it was an advanced AI computer and ended up uh, killing people, right? And uh, this was, and, and there was more, uh, the last, uh, I really don't watch TV anymore other than Star Trek, but uh, the last one was on uh, Star Trek Discovery, uh, season two, I believe it was, where and they had a computer do the same thing, go out of control. In 2009, there was a Battlestar Galactica spinoff called Kafrica It lasted, I think, 20 episodes, where it actually was on the origin of the human being's nemesis, the Cylons, which was uh, very uh, much an AI that took over in a virtual world, like a meta-universe and it started out incident enough with the teenagers, and then it went into uh, war. and in, in, I won't go into details because there are sometimes children listening to this, I'm told, and, you know, I don't want to go into details. So you can figure out what some of them are uh, with teenagers and hormones. And they uh, ended up uh, – they ended up uh, – it ended up – no uh, – uh, Getting embodied, and that was the whole basis of the Kafrika thing, uh, which eventually went into Battlestar Galactica. Right, Kafrika was a prequel. My question is this, and we've heard this a lot of times with the AI and in the algorithms, even for the search engines, right? Is if so? For example, I go in and I enter in my name and on my computer that I use all the time. That algorithm will give me one set of results for Jim Polzel. If I were to go on my wife's computer, same deal, all right? I get the same, uh, I, I then turn in. I'm going to get a totally different type of things because it's tailor-made to Jim Polzel, right? And you go to another uh, uh, search engine, another computer, maybe your friends, your neighbors, what have you, another uh, family member's. They enter it in, they get a totally different th- thing here. And it's kind of, uh, no, it's tailor-made for us. This is what a lot of people feel with social media, where the algorithms are out there uh, ma- making up stuff for you. It's that making up your own news. You got your own news feed. There's several off- uh, applications out there where we get our, uh, where, you know they know that. I, what are you interested in? I'm interested in science fiction, environment, health and safety, worker deaths, worker accidents, catastrophic things, disaster uh, things. Guess what? That's all that I get in that uh, in that feed on some of those things, and it's generated for you. Now there's a lot of accusations there, especially and you know if you're Twitter and some of the other things. It's all on the public record. It's all been in the news. Where were they influencing elections? with their algorithms, with what they chose to promote and what they chose not to promote on their uh, websites and on their different uh, platforms. This is a little bit dangerous here. Uh, you get, uh, it's almost like, uh, and it's been called brain hacking or biohacking, where and it could actually, through uh, the release of endorphins and things of that nature, you're able to go and uh, uh, it's able to influence you, influence the way that you think. So, for example, uh, and you may want to, uh, if the kid's around, turn this off, uh, turn this off and turn it back on in a couple of minutes. So I'll be warning you, three, two, one. And it's with children, for example, and uh, with, with porn addiction, right? Uh, You have people who are addicted to pornography, regardless of what your opinion on the subject is. It releases pleasure-causing chemicals in your brain, and before you know it, people are addicted to that. And then, as I've read and everything with, uh, you know, things start to escalate for some people on that stuff with darker and darker fantasies, and then eventually, before you know it, You're breaking laws and, you know, you're doing stuff that's really unethical and moral and uh, illegal in a lot of cases, right? Because of that, it's a programming uh, type of thing. So this is what uh, my fear is with all of this artificial intelligence. It's unlike uh, now where it's, uh, right, largely what is artificial intelligence is that uh artificial intelligence says I'll explain it in the uh, in the uh, with a question. just picture in your mind, clear your mind, clear your mind. just think safety wars and nothing else and clear your mind, right And you say uh, complete this sentence it's a beautiful day. the sky is fill it in. whatever it is. I've asked this to uh, in, uh, in my uh, health and safety training classes where the uh, uh, question of artificial intelligence and safety uh, comes up and I, I now uh, with computers and different things I said, okay now I asked that question uh, what kind of answer do you think you get? It could be a lot of answers it could be clear, it could be sunny, it could be cloudless, it could be. Uh, blue or azure. Uh, it could be uh, maybe some people like stormy skies. So the sky is stormy. The uh, uh, sky is clear. All these other things. What, when you ask a computer that, what it does is it figures out what the most common response is to that question and what people will probably say. And The most common response to that question is blue. It's a beautiful day. The sky is blue. So now it's developing, you know, it's developing. Okay. Hey, uh, we're, uh, we're, uh, uh, we're, uh, 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 uh or it's the most probable thing. Well, this Sydney, as it's called by the author here, right. Is doing more than that. It's making up its own, uh, its own, Answers. It's own almost like a consciousness in here, and eventually, it's uh, it's uh, 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 predicted that this is all going to be uh, eventually evolved into a consciousness of some sort. All right. Uh, so, where is this stuff often used? I'm not going to mention the specific newspapers, but there is a newspaper outlet that you folks uh, have heard of in the United States, at least very common one that you go onto their website and it's obviously, it was written by a computer, all of these articles, not even written by a human being. Pretty interesting. Uh, also, uh, now, you get it in different chat boxes so my bank has one of these things well, that's in there and you uh, know you start typing into it and you know it's gonna be wrong answers and everything else that's where also on auto- artificial intelligence you can right now there's articles this week that we covered where we had people with uh, deep. Uh, uh, there were deep fakes, where one uh, young lady got her uh, face, right, her head. Someone took their headshot and put it in a dirty movie. Right, that's a scary thing. There is uh, uh some uh podcasts that out there where they have anonymous people uh, doing the podcasts. Uh, they actually have programs where they type the pro the text out. And it's able to use a actual voice. And it's you can tell it's a computer, but it's a little bit close. There's some computer programs where it's really close, where you can't tell whether it's a human being, a computer, or what have you. Give it text, that does that. And with the deep fake uh, technology, it's like with the original Running Man in the uh, late, uh, early 1990s, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie might have been late 1980s with uh, a running man. Where is it? all hallucination? Is it this? Is it that? What are we, lo- what are we looking at here? Uh, with uh, at Richard Dawson was in that movie also. Uh, no, what, no, you couldn't tell the difference with that. And that's what the theme was. That was in the not too, that movie took place in the not too de- distant uh, future. Uh, and it predicted a lot of the reality TV that movie was way ahead of its time, uh, out there with that. So that's, uh, what we're, uh, uh, that's what we're, well, no, what this is about here. So I'm going to take a quick minute here and get the rest, get organized here. So we're going to go to commercial break.
0: We become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support. You are listening to Safety Wars. Tomorrow's safety today.
1: So where we are back here. What are we going to talk about here? I could go into a million, uh, a million directions here with this. Uh, so we're gonna we we went over to study finds today and studyfinds.org. And they had some uh, really uh, interesting articles here. I I like doing this. This is like weird, almost like news of the weird here, right? So uh, we have a study out of Swansea University in Wales, meaning uh, United Kingdom, right? Wales. right, selfies and social media pretty much go hand in hand. This is from John Anderer. But what about, what are people really trying to convey? Surprisingly, researchers from Swansea University in Wales suggest that selfie-taking women may actually be letting their out their inner aggression. Their study finds association between female selfies and, intimi- and quote, intimidatory, intimidate, <laughs> let's try that over, quote, intimidatory, meaning to intimidate, how do, you, how do you ever you pronounce it? Self-presentation strategies. How do researchers link selfies to higher levels of aggression? Study authors examined the posting of selfies and non-selfie pictures on social media by 150 people, all while separating the assessing separately assessing the degree by which each person adopted different types of self-presentation strategies. The average woman posted five selfies and 10 non-selfie images per month, while men posted an average of two selfies and six non-selfies on a monthly basis. And uh, female among female participants, the strongest predictor of self-posting was the degree to which they adopted self-intimidatory. Intimidatory. Intimidatory. Okay. Self-presentation strategies. No, I have not been drinking. So the more these women tended to take actions in the real world aimed at projecting a powerful and dangerous personality to induce fear in others, the more they posted selfies. I can see that with some women. I can see that with a lot of men too. The selfies themselves weren't directed specifically at men or women, but seemingly at entire online communities. Men actually take selfies to fit in, right? A desire uh, to avoid punishment or to fit in and be uh, uh, and uh, accepted uh, did predict selfie sharing among men. Interesting finding in particular contradicts earlier studies conducted across real world situations has concluded women do not display any associations between this aggressive characteristic and their behaviors as strongly as males wow that's interesting so uh they could have just asked me i could have told you that i feel very intimidated by some of those photos so according to the experts right uh Right, the top five, top five binge-worthy sitcoms of all times. All right, here we have one: Seinfeld, from nineteen eighty-nine to nineteen ninety-eight. Right, and uh, basically it was a show about nothing, and that was one of the uh, things where it was just. just showing about regular life, the office, which I've never seen an episode of, but uh, no, I've seen no It's on social media, the office from 2005 to 2013. Cheers from 1982 to 1993, right? Uh, a group of friends that meets and spends their time together at a bar. You guys it, cheers in Boston friends, from 1994 to 2004. right? and do 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 parks and recreation another one i've never seen this. NBC new classic ends uh with a list of lovable cast, right? i don't know. with that uh, how do they come up with this stuff, right? uh ratings i don't know, staying power I think a lot of it comes from the online uh, services, the streaming platforms. Here's another one, right? So back in the 19, this reminds me of another story from a number of years ago, where uh, people wanted to go, where the government said back in the seventies in like a skunk works type of environment, They got a whole bunch of really smart people together, a lot smarter than me. And they said, hey, what what do you see happening in the next, no, just 30 years? Just whatever you want. Just do a stream of thought type of experiment, what what it is. And one of them was that you could take a microchip and grow an insect or other animal around that microchip and then use it to spy on people or to collect data. You can do not only a microchip, but you can have sensing things and whatever. And that, and they thought, hey, man, that's weird. Well, guess what? 20 years later, there's been reports uh, that uh, certain government agencies, you know, the kinds that you don't know and you don't want to know about, uh, are using that type of technology. Now we have from uh, Sir Soros, <laughs> I, I can't talk tonight. Socorro, New Mexico. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a dead zombie bird that scientists are using as a drone. This is from study finds again. Researchers at the New Mexico Tech are using time honored art of taxidermy to help them to create zombie drones out of the bodies of dead birds. So they were able to create realistic avian imposters. You talk about uh, you talk about uh, the interesting use of taxidermy right here and you'd be able to what no best of intentions where they could go and use it for uh, wildlife monitoring where you're not freaking things out we're going into the wildlife now you have a bird flying around and uh, things of that nature but you know you could what, this could also be used for uh, no uh, uh, spying on everybody else with this so it's a pretty interesting uh, uh, thing. Uh, no, they're saying wildlife, but I see this happening across uh, the board on everything with this. So uh, here we have, and this is uh, from the Wall Street Journal talking about these balloons, and apparently a uh, these balloons are very popular here with this. What I find uh, amazing with all of this stuff is that you know they're talking a lot about blimps and things, and I'm seeing a lot of shots of the Akron Air Dock in uh, news stories. And what's uh, great is that I uh, actually wrote uh, the safety plan for the decontamination and repair of the Akron Air Dock in Akron, Ohio. So to see the inside of a place I worked on the news is pretty cool. And there's a very controversial story that I don't share on the air. Uh, a very funny story. It's my favorite story on uh, that job uh, there, uh, because I could probably tell the story and ruin careers and and uh, and businesses with that uh, story. But anyway, uh, uh you no. Know, apparently, these balloons. You no, know, uh, there are a lot of balloons going over, and there are, apparently is a club out in the Midwest, and apparently it's a pretty popular club that launches balloons with uh, radio equipment on it, and they map the balloon where it goes and everything else. And apparently at least one of these balloons might have been one of the ones that were shot down this past week because people put one and one together, and they probably said, you know what, we probably should tell the government that we're doing this sort of thing. I'm sure the government already knew it, but not everybody knew it uh, with that, uh, with that. And uh, <laughs> what's my point? Balloons are readily available. I shared the story uh, here in the Hudson Valley earlier this week with these balloons where we had people in the mid-90s launching off balloons uh, with, uh, were, uh, that had glow sticks stuck taped to the side of them. And, uh, var- uh, no, and various articles of, uh, clothing, uh, on them. Uh, you could go and use your imagination. Uh, no, uh, and yes, fear was involved. Uh, I was not involved in it, but I had heard about it. Uh, and, uh, basically launching it. And then a couple of days later, what do you know? You have a UFO, uh, you have a UFO, uh, uh, uh a sighting going down the Hudson river. Right. Uh, I could see one thing here with the, uh, with this situation, uh, with all, all of these situations, with the balloons, if you want to disrupt the, anything and, you know, again, we're already being disrupted. So I don't think I'm giving anybody ideas. You want to disrupt the things in this country, launch a couple of balloons, And no areas. Uh, My my biggest fear is that a plane is going to hit this stuff and then uh, we'll have an issue out there. Right? And that reminds me of another uh, old sci fi show called The Prisoner. Uh, Phenomenal show. It's a British show where a little little funny story about the show. Uh, They had, uh, it's about a uh, man who left a spy agency and he wakes up in a town in England it's a real town uh and uh who was the guy the prisoner here you go uh and okay it was a famous uh the guy here, the guy was ahead of his time. Patrick McGowan, it was, is the uh, creator's name. He also starred in it. It was a he was a secret agent that was taken away to what looked uh, like an idyllic village, but was a really bizarre uh, prison. And what happened was they uh, had all of it, it. was like the Truman show. If you're familiar with that, where he's being monitored at all times or like 1984 on uh, the movie and the book where you're monitored at all times. And what the whole thing is, was the uh, government wanted to know why he left being a spy. All right. And, uh, they uh, had a remote sensing device that, no, a mock-up movie thing that they lost. And somehow they had an a- uh, access to a weather balloon and this weather balloon followed him all over the place. Uh, you know, monitoring all of his behaviors and everything else monitoring everything that he did. And this whole thing was like a spy thriller type thing where they were monitoring him. And what was the main point? I won't spoil it now for anybody here. hasn't seen the series i highly recommend the series the prisoner uh it's uh the uh what it came down to was that you're your own worst enemy there are 17 episodes you can binge watch it uh you're your own worst enemy is basically what it came down to was the thing and it was also one of the most controversial endings in uh, television history Uh, up to that point they actually had uh riots uh at the end a uh, conclusion of the series in where when it was shown in England uh here but uh looking back on it 50 years it was very uh it was very uh, uh 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 it was good sci-fi because it identified up and coming social situations a lot of tv shows are like that uh no everyone knows i'm a fan of star trek uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine is now on the Pluto Network uh, for free uh, on the streaming. And I look at these shows. These shows were 20. Or now, now this is the 30th year of uh, Deep Space Nine. These shows are 30 years ahead of their time talking about all different types of things. Uh, transgenderism, uh, homosexuality, uh, uh, other social ills. And all these other things that society okay was groundbreaking. Then now it's uh, not so groundbreaking. We're still dealing with the same issues here with uh, everything, uh, with a lot of things that are in there. Interracial marriage. Back in the nineties guys, especially in uh, some areas of this country, that was not something that was not really explored. That, but that's a, Common theme through all the Star Trek series here, and even into the new series. Which, by the way, I've met most of the people on the new series uh, at Star Trek conventions. So, uh, a lot, a lot of non sequiturs here today. So, uh, let's go into something a little bit more concrete. Let's talk about the financial stuff. Dow Jones Industrial finished up for the up for today thirty three eight twenty six. S&P 500 sank to 4079 Nasdaq came down a little bit 11787 Russell 2000 finished up 194636 US 10-year treasury note dropped a little bit today to 3.8% crude oil is at $76 It fell slightly bitcoin is wow is coming up again 2467202 uh it was, I mean, no, it's traded twenty four seven, but uh, it's been up there. It's came up from its uh, low, uh, from its lows of uh, three months ago, and in uh, you know December and January. So uh, I don't know. We're, we'll see where this is going here with uh, where this is going here with the financial stuff, precious metals. We have a uh, gold at eighteen fifty two. That's holding even. Silver at twenty two oh one. That's even. Uh, platinum is nineteen thirty four sixty, down slightly. And palladium is at fifteen forty seven fifty, down thirty two dollars. And okay, let's talk about some of the OSHA news releases here. Uh, some of the ones uh, that came out after the program uh, ended here. So I tell you what, we're gonna take another commercial break here. I need to get something
0: to drink, all right? In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated-R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including Blaine Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman, with the hop nerd sheldon primus with the safety consultant jim pozell with safety wars emily elrod with unapologetically bold and many others as individuals we can do great things but as a team we become amazing dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support
1: OSHA recordables, first aid cases, catastrophic losses. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Polzo with Safety Wars. Okay, I am back. All right, I forgot. I usually have a glass of water or something here, and uh, I ended up not having it tonight. Now, I lost track of time a little bit, as I said previously, and I you don't know, you run over to the drink. For everybody has If you have enough room in the house, a drink refrigerator. So, uh, ended up getting what is this? Uh, pomegranate champagne seltzer water. Good. So, uh, I have a sponsor, uh, that's probably going to be lined up in a couple of weeks. I'll, uh, you know, so next week we are going to be broadcasting remotely and I, there's a good chance I will not be on the air a couple of days next week because we are going on a little vacation. Here, uh, we've needed it for a long time. We're getting very burned out here uh, with our my wife and I with our schedules and everything else. And my kids are uh, my kids are uh, uh, off for the week, so we're no we're taking a little vacation. We're gonna probably meet up with Jay Allen next week. Uh, we're uh, going to be broadcasting and doing programming for on Friday uh, from the International Conference on Climate Change. Uh, we're probably going to be doing some live videos if I could get uh, on uh, uh, YouTube, on our YouTube channel, and everything. You can check back on our website, safetywars.com. And by the way, if you could go to safetywars.com, like, and, uh, and like us on that. That would be really helpful. I'd really appreciate it. And if you could subscribe to our channels, like our channels, they'll make a connection on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, that sort of thing. That would go a long way into help spreading the word about the program uh, here. So working in the uh, – here we have a news release from OSHA – uh, and again, I'm going to say everybody is innocent until proven guilty, and any any of these proposed citations are any of these proposed citations are are negotiated downward, vacated litigated, all that thing. So, working in, in, in the Alaskan fishing industry, an occupation already regarded as one of the nation's most dangerous, thus they have the uh, show, The Deadliest Catch. Uh, employees aboard the fishing vessel Pacific producer, for, and I believe this was on The Deadliest Catch here, faced dangers purely of their employer's making. An investigation by the U.S. Department of Labor and U.S. Coast Guard has found. An inspection by the Department of Occupational Safety and Health Administration was initially opened in July 2022 in Kodiak, Alaska, was but was delayed when the fishing vessel for produ- this Pacific producer, a 472-ton seafood processing vessel, departed the port. Okay, I don't know if this is the same ship or not, but anyway, uh, as w- well, it's on the deadliest catch. Let me say that. I I don't want to be defaming anybody. I should do my homework if I open up my mouth. But anyway, through coordination with the U.S. Coast Guard's sector fusion sound, a joint inspection resumed when the vessel arrived in Seattle in October. Inspectors found murky brown water in the ship's drinking water system. I recently had to write a program. Dealing with this, believe it or not, on a ship, uh, in my case, it was a tugboat where there is actually a plan that has to be written uh, to guarantee that you're going to have a clean drinking water. So that was uh, uh, pretty uh, serious, and that's a Coast Guard thing, right? You had to. Uh, that's a Coast Guard thing. Crew members being served expired food. That's also another uh, uh, another Coast Guard thing too. Right regulation, water used to process fish leaking into dry food storage. Uh, guess what? That's another one. And the galley's dining room galley. Right when you're on a ship, it's called the galley. Right, the kitchen is called the galley. Right, uh, dining area and other unsanitary conditions throughout the vessel. In addition, Ocean discovered employees exposed to dangerous electrical hazards throughout the vessel, including damaged and improperly installed electrical equipment broken outlets, and outlets near water, underground extension cords, and exposed wiring. Inspectors also found the vessel had no fire suppression system as required, which exposed the crew to fire hazards. Wow. OSHA cited the ship's operator, East-West Seafoods LLC, and owner, Christos for two repeat serious 17 serious violations and one other than serious violation Uh, on January 12th. The agency proposed $208,983 in uh, uh, penalties and proposed penalties. The latest findings extend East-West Seaford's history of unsafe operations that have exposed employees to the risk of serious harm or death. In 2012, 2014, and 2018 OSHA inspections identified similar sanitation, electrical, and fire hazards, and other dangerous uh, dangers related to the lack of lockout/tagout, machine guarding, and fall protection, and a 2018 ammonia leak. Alaska and fishing industry workers depend on their employers for vessels that don't jeopardize their health and safety," explained acting. OSHA Acting Regional Administrator Jack A. Rector in Seattle. For more than a decade, our inspectors have found disgusting and dangerous conditions above the fishing vessel Pacific Producer, and the well being of crews aboard the vessel are at great risk because of the owner's failures. The employer's blatant and continued disregard for crews above the fishing vessel public produ- Pacific Producer must end before tragedy strikes, Rector added. The U.S. Department of Labor and its federal partners will use their full powers to hold East West Seafoods and Chrysos Taboris accountable for their callous neglect and contempt for federal workplace safety standards. In addition to OSHA's actions, the U.S. Coast Guard invalidated the fishing this vessel Pacific Producers Certificate of Compliance, halting the employer's continued operations until repairs are made. In 2017, the U.S. Department of Justice found East-West Seafoods intentionally discharged oily bilge water and 1,000 gallons of raw sewage into the ocean within three miles of Alaskan coast of three miles of the Alaskan coast in 2013 and later presented false records to the coast guard, a federal court in Alaska sentenced the company and its owner to five years of probation and $50,000 in fines. So five years from 2017 will be 2022. And this apparently happened here. Now let's talk about what the violations were. We got We got the letters right here. Not a letter, but we, it's on the establishment search that they linked to the article. Let's see if we have something else here. Nope. Here we go. Citation 1. Serious. 1910-141. Let's see what that is. Do-do-do. Sanitation standard. 100V. Again, Sanitation. You, and we have uh, da, da, da. another sanitation, another sanitation. Here's a one. Uh, do, do, do. 1910 151. Medical services and first aid. Wow. That's an easy one. You want a first aid class? I'll go up to Alaska, 845 269 5772, or jim at safetywards.com. Right? Either one will work. Sanitation. Another one. Do, do, do. Let's see. What are the repeat? Nineteen ten one thirty four Respiratory Protection. That was a repeat. That was uh, doo, doo, doo. 22,333. And another one repeat was nineteen ten uh twelve hundred hascom. All right, they uh failure to evade meaning it was a repeat they did it one time before and guess what no nothing there and then nineteen oh four which is uh nineteen oh four which is a uh, record keeping I'm not gonna look that up it's a record keeping violation. So total of like 200 and some thousand dollars for this. And I mean, they whacked them really pretty good here. Uh, the reality is, is that they're going to probably, uh, they're probably going to, uh, 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 they're probably going to do a follow-up inspection, obviously. And uh, along with everything. You know, I don't ever recall having a shift in one of these uh, news releases here on this. Uh, Often what happens is, and I know from my uh, work in shipyards, uh, they're often 30 years behind the times because this is what happens. OSHA doesn't have boats, and they've allowed the Coast Guard to go and uh, deal with this type of stuff, is my understanding. uh, Because like the name implies the coast guard does have boats uh hold on i got to i'm in a coughing fit here i got to go and do hold on
0: We become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support.
1: Thanks for giving me a break here. I am starting to lose my voice here. I'm going to cough it. Uh, coughing fits. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot to include this story here, but uh, the Fox News had a similar story here on the AI bot on what thing. Uh, so allegedly, uh, uh, the AI bot tells the reporter it wants to be alive, steal nuclear codes, and create a deadly virus. scary. Scary. Uh, we uh, are continuing with OSHA news here. U.S. Department of Labor seeking public comments on modernizing program that recognizes employers committed to the best safety and health practices. U.S. Department of Labor announced that its Occupational Safety and Health Administration is inviting the pu- public and workplace safety stakeholders to share their comments on how the agency can best honor comp- companies Make exceptional commitments to workplace safety and health and encourage others to follow. Uh, This is going to be... uh Basically, the Voluntary Protection Program's modernization project is seeking stakeholder info on such issues as aligning the program more closely with recent occupational safety and health management practices and system standards, how the program can contribute to expanding the use and effectiveness of safety and health management systems, whether and how resources and tools such as special government employees, consensus standards, and third-party auditors and methods could serve to expand the program's capacity without compromising effectiveness and oversight, and whether particular categories of hazards uh, need special additions. So you can look it up on the uh, OSHA website, and the deadline for comments is April 14th. The Biden-Harris administration reaffirms, this is from the EPA uh, uh, press release, and Harris administration reaffirms scientific, economic, and legal underpinnings of limits on toxic air pollution from power plants. Uh, today, EPA is reaffirming the scientific, economic, and legal underpinnings of the 2012 Mercury and Air Toxic Standards mats for power plants, which require significant reductions of mercury, acid gases, and other harmful pollutants. Controlling these emissions improve public health by reducing fatal heart attacks, reducing cancer risks, avoiding neuro de- uh, neurodevelopmental delays in children and helping protect our environment. These public health protections are especially important for anyone affected by hazardous air pollution, AKA half, right? Uh, including children and particularly vulnerable segments of the population, such as inde- indigenous communities, low-income communities, and people of color who need, uh, who uh, live near power plants. The final rule, which responds to President Biden's June, January 20, 2021 executive order, protecting human health and environment by restoring science to tackle the climate crisis, reverses a rule issued by the previous administration, which undermined the legal basis for these vital health protections. So, uh, with that. So, uh, we have not done war news this week uh, too much, but uh, this is from uh, Yahoo News, right? Near in Ukraine, right? And this is uh, from a Reuters article. Uh, by Yiming Wu and Andrew Gray. Ukrainian soldiers fighting to hold off a Russian push on the small eastern city of Akhmut, pleaded for war weapons from the outside world, as senior Western leaders are met in in Munich on Friday to assess the year-long war-shaking Europe. Uh, Basically, they want more arms. Now, nearly one year into the investigation, uh, Putin's troops are intensifying assaults in the east, Ukraine is planning a spring counteroffensive for which it wants more heavier and longer-range weapons for its Western Ili- allies. Europe's worst conflict since World War II has killed tens of thousands, of millions from their homes, and pummeled the, glo- uh, the global economy and made Putin a pariah in the West. Uh, basically, they're saying about 60,000 cat- uh, 60, casualties on both sides here. Uh, again, pray for peer- peace. And there's a lot of accusations going uh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So uh, this week, right, a lot of, on the Republican side, there is a lot of movement on uh, whether, on who's running and who's not running for president. And I wanted to reiterate what we went over last week, which for some reason didn't record uh, on uh Now, what, how do I look at all this stuff here with this? I have a, you know, so for years I worked in politics and, uh, people, you know, they said, well, Jim, how do we know who's a credible candidate or not? And I, and my answer is always the same, uh, always the same, which is who has the strategy to get on the ballot? Because every time I hear this from, and, and no, I, uh, no, I, Everyone knows I'm. A, I ran as a Republican, and I ran as an independent, and I was in, uh, involved in primarily Republican politics here on the local level. Uh, now, you you'd be surprised all these candidates that the media is hyping, and guess what? No way of them to get on the ballot. There's no uh, organization. If you're going to run for president, you need something over like over 3,500 people minimum and about 10, probably $10 million minimum uh, to get on all the ballots and run a primary election, run in the primaries. And that's what I do. So I'm going, so again, I'm toying around with this uh, this idea, but now it's a lot of work is finding out when the, deadlines are for ballots to be in for the primary elections, right? Because, uh, it's 2023. This starts going to stuff. is going to start to kick off in January, 2024 and, uh, over the next six months here, what is it? February yeah, over the next six months, really in September is when all these things have to start being filed for the January, uh, primaries, uh, starting and going through till, uh, March. And then you, you have the straggler states later on, like New Jersey and, uh, everything else. So who can be on the ballot? And it works that way on the democratic side also. Uh, if they can't make it on the ballot, they're not going to be a, a credible candidate uh, with that. And by the way, uh, you're going to say, well, who doesn't make it on the ballot? I know one candidate that didn't make it on the ballot in a lot of places, Kamala Harris, and now she's the vice president, right? She wa- dropped out of the race, couldn't get on the ballot in a lot of states, lost support. And that's what where, where we look at is that, and you no, know, the parties have the main parties, Democrat and Republican, have made it very difficult for any third parties to get on the ballot in a lot of areas. So, uh, and it, on the presidential election, you don't have an ele- enough electoral votes, electoral college votes. Guess what? You can't win. Anyway, we'll see you tonight on Coast to Coast AM. Uh, check your local listings as to where it's going to be broadcast. It's on 600 stations nationwide.